0: Welcome back to Your Average Witch. In this episode, we hear part two of author Amy Blackthorne's story, hear about how she stopped being a bodyguard and opened a witch shop, how she finally scared off a pastor determined to save her soul, and shares a spell that helped a caterer triple her business in a year. Now let's get to the stories. Okay, let's take the roller coaster ride because I want to know what you what makes you angry about the witch community so we're gonna roll down that hill (laughs) then what you love about with the witch community come back up the hill and then we're gonna go to the joy question
1: (laughs) okay that sounds like a,
0: a definitely a thing we can do okay so is there anything that makes you angry about the witch community
1: yes and i i'm i'm attempting to be diplomatic enough but it makes my teeth hurt so oh, whatever we'll see what happens my biggest i just hope it's not me whatever it is i just hope I'm not doing whatever it is god um the hardest thing the 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 thing that makes me angry is when we as a community are more interested in cutting each other down than lifting each other up and it happens more often than i than i'd like to admit in the form of, well, I think X person is this. So if you're friends with X person, you're a horrible, you're a horrible witch. You're a horrible person. You're, you're not, worth. it's like, how many degrees out of that do we go? Well, if you like so-and-so, then, then you must be X. Okay. Well, if I'm friends with so-and-so, just like, and these do friends of friends of friends count? Like how far out do, does that circle go? Yeah. Um, I want to make sure that I'm living my life as a beneficial human on this planet. Also, and in addition to, <laughs> we can't always. There's only so much background check to, background checking you can do when you're accepting a friend request from somebody. You know, uh, as and this is this has been difficult with with the Fachi book. I get a lot of friend requests from witches who have other witches as their as their friends, people I've never seen, don't know, haven't spoken with, haven't interacted with. And so far, my only knowledge about them is that they've got 54 other witchcraft authors on their friends list. So they're probably not X, Y, Z. Yeah. And so you accept a friend request. But then, you know, six months later, you're like, oh, someone someone says that you like so and so. Do I? Do I know this person? Do I have have they ever spoken to me ever? <laughs> it's it's so much harder, and then you get labeled as being X Y Z. No matter how anti the crappy thing you are, all that someone knows is that you're a Facebook friend with they
0: X can person. trace it.
1: And it's like yeah. I I understand where you're coming from, but also doing literally everything I can to be a good person.
0: Okay, but what do you love about the witch community?
1: Oh, we are so willing to embrace not just change, but innovation. Innovation is not a fault in the witchcraft community. It's a feature. It's not a bug. I love that people can embrace magic and the idea of growing and changing and really embracing the next thing it can be much more difficult in a uh, religiously conservative way and, and conservative in the not would be necessarily being willing to change so that idea of growing and brew, brewing something new and magical and incredible i love that like let's let's look at the new technology of, of magic of witchcraft
0: can you imagine <laughs> <laughs> Christians doing emoji prayers like some witches <laughs> do emoji spells.
1: <laughs> no, their heads up. would burst. <laughs> <laughs> oh heavens, no! That would be way out of left field. It just would never happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's funny because the the emojis themselves are like, oh, well, we'll just we'll just shorthand the the little high five emoji for I'm praying for you, but that. Utilizing that technology would would be definitely an interesting thing. There was a there was a group a few years ago. Um, the fifty states. Oh goodness! It was a prayer thing, and then there was a witch thing, and they were utilizing ritual technology for cursing as Christians against witches. <laughs> and it was like, this is not a good look, guys. <laughs> don't do that. It's something that most groups don't do and wouldn't talk about even if they did but it's so neat to see them like think about it like you think magic is bad but this, this whole praying for god to punish people that's that's spellcasting my, my dudes it's also whack it is absolutely whack <laughs> but making sure that they understand hey you're actually contributing to the thing that you think that you're not doing <laughs> just blows their mind <laughs> I, uh, I, growing up, my parents sent us to whatever church was closest. It wasn't necessarily a religious upbringing thing. It was more or less free babysitting. Oh. Yeah. Like Bible, Bible, yeah. vacation Bible school, which I loved. <laughs> yes. Just, just like that. Some time away from your children. and um, uh, it was always very interesting growing up thinking and seeing and understanding how they felt or how they, they saw the, the church took up a collection. So. That my sisters and I, you know, the poor kids, could <laughs> go to a, a a Bible camp that was away, like a sleepaway camp, and the the things that these people thought, oh my my goodness, my younger sister bought um uh, a pendant or a, it was either a bracelet or a necklace that had um the yin and yang motif, and they were convinced that this was some sort of jesus conspiracy oh, no. like oh, to no. take down the church <laughs> like are you kidding me this is from claire's and it cost three dollars <laughs> it, it's just unnerving yeah, I, did she
0: even know the significance oh. of it or is it just because everyone had it at that time so she wanted it
1: exactly. because that's why
0: i wanted it then
1: <laughs> she was probably nine years old she, yeah. she saw it in claire's and thought it looked cool so she wore it you know But yeah, this was some sort. That shit
0: from that movie is wearing this, and I think she's really cool.
1: (laughs) They made her throw it over the fence, (laughs) (laughs) so it was off the property of the Bible camp. That (laughs) is (laughs) batshit. People are (laughs) batshit. They really are, and it's it's dangerous. Uh, When I came out of the broom closet, my my parents were like, "Okay, that's fine," but I didn't. I didn't really talk about it with anybody except for my very, very best friend and maybe a, the, my boyfriend at the time. It wasn't something I, the county in which I was going to high school was backwards. We'll, we'll be very generous and say backwards. This was the mid nineties and the, the, the triple K white sheet brigade was uh, handing out pamphlets on Sunday morning. This is like, making
0: me feel shrieky
1: yay! It was, like, th- th- this was okay. They were handing out pamphlets. It wasn't, like, a big secret of... The dude is standing there in a hood on a sidewalk in this town, the next town over, every Sunday morning. Um, it's it's disgusting and horrific, and the fact that you are proud of yourself enough to be out in broad daylight, wearing your little costume, your little cosplay for you know. So it was, In Delaware? It was, <laughs> no, um this was over the line in Maryland. Oh, still. Yep. Um the the county witch-
0: south I mean more northern than I thought it was going to be.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it, I, I was really surprised cuz remember I grew up in the city. You know, I I went to a black elementary school. This is not something that was I thought was still a thing. Yeah. Um so I was I was very careful in who I told and who I allowed to know about my my witchcraft. So the, the guy, <laughs> smart, um, the guy I was, I was dating at that time, um, uh, was, you know, interested and read my book of shadows and was like, Oh, let me, let me hang out for a spell. Um, but his most recent ex-girlfriend befriended me. Like, I don't know, I'm giving her the side eye, but at that point I wasn't, it's not safe to wear a pentacle. Hell not, No. No what I did was I had a, a crescent moon pendant. Mm. Like this is as, this is as out loud as I can be in this, in this County. And her, she came over with a friend of hers and Hey, does that, does that like mean you're Muslim or something? Like, what is, what is that? Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. Um and I was like, no, no, it's, it's not at all. And I, so I wrote this really well thought out letter about what Wicca is and what my practice looked like. And was, trying very hard to be a, a, an approachable person that someone could ask questions of. Like, I don't think in any sort of way that you're interested in converting, but I wanted to, you to know that it's safe to ask questions. And, you know, that letter came back to me two weeks later had been passed around the entire school and had disgusting things written in it. Um, She, she outed me for the whole school, the whole town. I got death threats. There was an attempted stoning uh, when I got off the bus one day. Like it, it was just not a good safe place to be. And it's trying to understand and connect with people in a, when it's literally dangerous to, to try and be your actual self. It's, it's awful and horrible and disgusting. And it was at a time it was right around when Tempest Smith died and the the story in the news was that some high school football team somewhere here in the U.S., uh, a freshman, uh, a young freshman girl was stoned to death, was killed by her school's football team because they had been on a losing streak and they blamed her. Like, these are the things that we deal with and people don't understand why we understand that it's not necessarily safe to be out of the broom closet. And so when people say, oh, I'm, I'm not out, like it is not our choice. It is not our, it's not our call to give them a hard time about it because you know what? It's not about us. Everyone has their own choice to make and they both have pros and cons. Being in the broom closet and writing books with your picture on the back of the book. <laughs> both have pros and cons.
0: I have to work to remind myself that it's a privilege that... I don't have to worry about that or that yeah. I don't worry about it when I see, like I got an email from someone who is underage that said, Hey, I would like if you would have younger people on, um, but they, uh, Oh, I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm angry,
1: dude. <laughs> that, that anger keeps us safe. I, I used to have, I, and I in my twenties, I was a lot more in your face about it. I was roaming around, you know, wherever I was. And, uh, I had a witch's heel bumper sticker on the back of my SUV. I actually had someone run out off the road into oncoming traffic, screaming about thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Bitch, let's get out of the car then let's fucking go. (laughs) Let's do this. Um, so it's, I get a lot of concern, care, understanding, some some feedback from people who are, don't understand why I might choose to carry a firearm. And it's like we're going. I've I've lost the number of fingers. I don't know. How, I don't have finger enough fingers to count the number of times my life has been directly threatened because I'm out of the broom closet. And it's like there's only so many times I can I can tell myself like, oh, it's just a fluke. Everything's fine. Before I need to make sure that I'm not ever in a position to be the victim of a violent attack again. I need to be able to know that I can take care of myself, which is why I got my black belt, which is why I teach the classes that I do. Those things are no longer a choice in my ma- in my mind. I was the head of a really, a, a really big meetup group for a number of years that met on you know, on the Maryland side of the line and on the Delaware side of the line, because they're they're two towns literally next to each other. I'm like, okay, let's let's do this. And I had someone attempt to join the group as an underage member, and I'm like, I I, I love that you want this. Oh, my heart. I, I I want this for you, but I cannot let you come to our our, our meetups. Yeah. And it's like, well, why? I'm I'm I want to be there. And it's like, I understand and I have been where you are. I've gotten the, the little verbal head pat of, you know, you're, you're 15. You don't know what you want. And it's like, I've, I've been there. I promise you, I understand, but I cannot risk the safety of every other person being there because you want to, to understand who you are. Literally every other person is in danger. Anytime there's someone that's underage, even interested. Yeah. It wasn't a week later that the parents of this poor soul who reached out threatened to murder me, threatened to burn down my home and kill my family because their child was interested in coming to my meetup. I must have done something to trick them into being interested in witchcraft. It's like, and, and them coming to me doesn't change anything. Of course, it's going to be my fault because they can't blame their own child. And I wouldn't want them to. Yeah. But it's it's scary, the stuff that happens. And there's no way I've found to make it not happen. Because trust me, if we could do that, we'd be doing it already. There's just no way to get them to understand that we're, we, don't, we don't convert people. We don't go out there having marches to to get people yeah to we're not knocking on
0: your door saying have you heard the good news <laughs> and I'm not, leaving here for you. <laughs> I'm not leaving pamphlets in your freaking gate that i put a beware of dog sign on specifically so you don't come to my door <laughs> it's and those are the people that i put it on there for
1: of course it is
0: it's not because of salespeople. they don't come here it's because it Fake Jesusers.
1: <laughs> I had, there's still, I don't, I, you know, had, it sounds like the past tense, there was a church that opened up at the literal end of my street. So the, the pastor and some lay person uh, started coming to the house. There are 22 churches, with a, 23 now, what? within oh. a one mile radius of my home. And for a while there, they, they would send everybody to my house, you know, because if you convert a witch, you get extra bonus points in heaven or something. Oh, yeah. T shirt. Yeah so but not
0: steak knives
1: <laughs> the so everyone was sending people to our house for a good while there and the it was a it's a baptist church and they the pastor would come out and say oh we were we, we'd we hope you'd hear the good news that we're open and we're accepting new members and we want you to come and hang out with us and i'm like i'm i'm sorry i'm not interested that's not my path but i wish you well and I, you try you try and be so nice yeah um Cause, you know, just a decent thing to do. So I appreciate you coming by, but no thank you. Well, this particular church took it as a, a personal challenge that I wasn't interested in. I, I tried, uh, I'm a, I'm a member of the clergy. I have my own church. Oh, well, what church is that? Like, none of your business. <laughs> Not interested. Um, it was a good long while that I had these people come to the house. I swear it was an accident, <laughs> I'll hold my hand on a stack, stack of somebody else's book of shadows. Um, it was an accident, I promise. I was expecting a friend of mine to come by. I jumped in the bathtub with a, a bright lemony bath bomb that I was not going to waste. Like She'll be at least an hour. I'll, it'll be great. I'm going to sit. I'm going to soak. I'm going to enjoy some time to myself in a quiet house. Well, no, so, no sooner had I started to unwind that the doorbell rang. I'm like, she's really early. So, like, I grabbed a towel. Uh, no sky cloud. <laughs> I grabbed a towel and ran down the stairs to let her in. It was the pastor from that church, and I had just answered the door naked. <laughs> I've got, like, uh, the towel is slipping. I'm trying to throw the door open so my friend can come and ha- wait while I shower off the rest of my bath bomb. <laughs> there's a guy standing there with his his little um, lay pastor. Deacon! That deacon! That deacon is a word. And they're, and they're like, okay, she's naked. Um, we. I think we left the gas on. We gotta go. Never came back. All right, then. <laughs> Did its job. <laughs>
0: ken's answered the door like that before <laughs>
1: that's fantastic
0: and it was in el paso when we lived down there and it was some church people and yeah they didn't come back either <laughs> i guess that's just the answer they're so horrified by the human body they'll leave and not come back <laughs> all Put right then.
1: Yeah, everybody's got their own little. Well, if you do this, they won't come back. If you do that, they won't come back. Well, it's uh, there's 23 different religious traditions with their. I mean, we've got the Church of Mo down the street. Um, they are Coptic. It's a Coptic church. It looks like the Alamo. We call it the Church of Mo because um, it looks like the, the Alamo. It's just interesting, but like everybody wanted to send st- people to our house. And uh, wow, I'm glad they. I'm, I'm glad that they can't be wandering about with the pandemic. Now we just get the letters in the mail saying, "To the ex family, we we wanted to tell you about the Good Word." Well, I can put that on recycling a lot easier than I can yeah. get you off my doorstep.
0: Jehovah's Witnesses, I've done Jehovah's Witness calls.
1: Wow, oh, luckily they don't have my phone number. I want to know how they got <laughs> my because they they have my my legal name on the envelope saying the the ex family, um, but my my address and my numbers are unpublished. So I want to know where they got my name from.
0: Housing? I mean like the if you bought the house.
1: Nope. I was um it's under my the house is under my maiden name. Oh. Yeah. So it's skeevy, I guess. They're definitely <laughs> they, they got some connection there somewhere. Of course they do.
0: <laughs> what brings you the most joy in your craft? Or in the witchcraft community? Or whatever. What brings you the most joy? <laughs> hmm
1: seeing that's 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 the thing so we talk about being a, a tiny zygote of a human going into going into witchcraft stores and finding witchcraft as a as a tiny person the look on someone's face the first time they, they get to go into a real store and it's it's life changing for them like just being able to see that because i can remember being 14 or 15 and thinking you're the only person on the planet who knows what you're talking about, even though it's in a book that you literally bought from Hot Topic. um, (laughs) 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 When Hot Topic was cool and they sold stuff like that. Um, So yes, being able to see that uh, I have got my, my hair standing up on my arms, um, knowing that feeling for them, that they're not alone, that they can explore their, the, their ideas of themselves, who they are as a person. That is a joy that not many people get to understand and experience for someone else, you know, that, that sort of transitive joy. Um, I worked, or I, you know, the Coven store, Public and Candle, it's not there anymore. You, can, you know, there's different shops that are, have the same name, but that store doesn't exist anymore. I could, we could always tell when the craft had been on TV because you'd get a, <clears up, throat> 37, 15 year olds um, in, in black eyeliner asking about for books on Manon. And <laughs> it's like, that's not a thing, but let me tell you where, what is a thing. Um, and so getting to see that look on someone's face when they're, they know that the things that they felt are real, when they can go and talk to an actual person who will listen to them, who will acknowledge them and really give them the time of day, really. I mean, being a teenager and having literally everyone write you off because you haven't spent as much time on this planet as they have is really disheartening. So getting someone to the point where they're allowed and they're able and they're, they're connected with the ability to be validated. That's, that's my favorite thing. That is, if I can give that to someone else, if I could box it up and mail it to the kids who don't have a local store, I definitely would. There's a there's a lot of gatekeeping that happens and I'm sure it's it's worse now with things like uh the people in Witch Talk telling people what isn't isn't a thing. Um (laughs) the the gatekeeping that happens can really disenfranchise um new witches. And so it's heartbreaking for me to make sure that they can get the materials that they want or get the materials that they need. You know, it's easy to say, Oh well X store just sells junk or this this um The store in the mall isn't real, you know. But for people who live in the middle of nowhere, who then, you know, could go a couple states over and maybe find a tarot deck for five bucks in a a crappy store in the mall, that is worth gold because that can validate their entire existence in just one sales transaction. You know, it shouldn't be about the stuff that we buy, but sometimes it is. You can go walking in the forest and find sticks and rocks and pretty shells and all that neat stuff. But being able to walk into a store and have someone tell them that they are valid, you can't, you can't pay for that. But it's, it's not something we, it just, you undervalue it until it happens. You don't necessarily understand the impact that it has until you see it. That's, that's, that thing. Yeah. Love
0: it. <laughs> who would you say are the three biggest influences on your practice?
1: Well, I did. I did find my first witchy shop in the in the late nineties. So Silver Ravenwolf had a had a really big impact on what I did and who I was for quite a few years. And because she had the accessibility, because her books were available, not necessarily because there was anything earth shattering, but because she existed. Yeah, I was thinking um, that That's exact term. Right. <laughs> um, well, it's funny because looking back, especially prior to '99, we'll say, you know, the number of women who were had books on witchcraft were a lot fewer. The you know you could, you, Doreen Valiente was out of print. You knew that women in witchcraft existed, but you know Scott Cunningham was was the it thing it's like okay well where can i see myself in a witchcraft community well in the late 90s it was silver evil she would come to town and do various classes and you know empower people to to find their own magic so it wasn't necessarily that what she was doing was groundbreaking but it was as a teenager having someone to see myself in was really important so um, the second would be Dorothy Morrison, uh, who is an amazing human, and I would I would take a bullet for that woman. I adore hmm. her. Um, she not only does she, there's never any question about where you stand with her because she will tell you to your face if she yes. has a problem, <laughs> and that's so that wonderful. Would be great <laughs> if everyone would do that. So helpful. Uh, I I was super lucky after uh, Hurricane Katrina. There was a group of witches who got together to auction off materials from their collections so that they could donate the money to Hurricane Katrina victims. Uh, I believe, don't quote me, that it was organized by uh, Dorothy Morrison and M.R. Sellers, who writes um, witchcraft fiction. Um, his his Rowan Gant series is really fun. It's a it's a murder mystery. Series about a witch who helps the police. It's super mm-hmm. fabulous. Not ne- not quite cozy mysteries level, but it's you know it's a little bit more gritty. But they're both you know fabulous humans. I taught I taught Mr. Sellers how to pick handcuffs, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> one of the characters in the story could escape the bad guy. It was really fantastic. So after Hurricane Katrina, uh, this website went up and it was you know a, it was a fake eBay so that people could bid on these items. One one of the materials that I wound up winning, I acquired Dorothy Morrison's book of shadows. She had printed out on parchment, filled with little bits of artwork and drawings and and things printed very nicely. So I got a four-inch three-ring binder, and the little protective plastic sleeves, and I put them in, you know, back to back, filled in the little pages, and it it overfilled the four inch ring the, yes four inch free ring binder
0: man
1: yes it has its own tote bag if i have to move it or do <laughs> anything with it because it's that heavy that is cool <laughs> uh, but so i knew this was something i really wanted I, I appreciated her as as an author as a person uh but knowing the money was going to go to hurricane katrina victims was like yes now i have i can i can justify the expense because the money's going to a good place and also i get a gift for donating to this good cause it's not necessarily why i bought it but it was a really good motivator we'll say but uh, i got to meet her i was oh where was i oh i was uh mystical voyage was a shop in baltimore uh in from 07 to 2010 and they had a grand opening event so i was able to contact her and get her to do the appearance and so i brought her book shadows back to her i'm like look i got the thing it's it's a great so <laughs> we had a grand old time and she's an amazing person um i would i would have a drink with her any day uh, so that's two and the third you know it's it's probably miss judica isles the author of the element encyclopedia 5000 spells uh, we were friends for a good 10 years before she became my editor at Wiser. Um, so it's not necessarily just that she's my editor, but the way that she makes me think about witchcraft as a practice, uh, uh, how we operate as witches, and how um, families can play a part in um, creating our own witchcraft system I mean she's she's an amazing human and I, I adore her but she's her background is she's she's hungarian and the things that she's able to talk to and speak to about the way that she was brought up and the way that people talked about witchcraft in her community really makes me think about how my work how my writing how that impacts different groups of people and I think it makes me a better witch I'd like to think it makes me a better witch I could I could totally be wrong but it was so impactful to look at the way that we talk about uh, especially spirits she she did a really she does a really incredible class on mystic saints and sages she has a, a book on the encyclopedia of spirits so the way that we interact with spirits the way we interact with you know with her experience working with the saints If I, I, my family was raised Catholic. They were, they were all Catholic, but I never had that experience. So I know that that's something that's familially important. So if I have a question, I can call her up and say, so this St. Martha slaying the dragon, like, what's that all about? You know, we can, we can have those conversations. Hmm. So she's not just an accessible person. and, And one of the most genuine humans I've ever met in my life but the books that she creates, the books that she puts out into the universe are, they're singular events. And they usually contain something that I never would have given any thought or had never looked at it in that position, never looked at it that way. There's, um, I believe it's encyclopedia. It's either encyclopedia. Yeah. It's probably encyclopedia of spirits. There's an idea of the, bartenders the the fabulous humans who service our, our adult beverages were originally priestesses of this spirit you know the in douglas adams talks about at the restaurant at the end of the world talking yeah. about those 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 divine spirits who provide us with our spirits there's a reason they're called spirits um and it gave me such a insight when i was writing Blackthorn's Botanical Brews, because there's, you know, there's, more, potions are a thing, and so there's sections talking about alcohol. My favorite part being that every magical use of alcohol also contains, or also is paired with a uh, a sober substitution, so that our, the, the sober members of our community are also seen and impacted. I wanted to make sure that everyone had that
0: opportunity. Well, we opportunity. appreciate that. <laughs>
1: Um, I was on a really specific, specifically gnarly <laughs> medication for two years where I could not imbibe alcohol. And I, I thought I knew better than my doctor. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, the, the medication is for migraines. And it's particularly nasty. I wound up with kidney stones and all sorts of issues from taking it. But it says very clearly on the label, do not utilize, do not imbibe alcoholic beverages while on this medication. Well, I was at a home show with my best friend. We were wandering the booths and we're looking at furniture and we pass um, a wine tasting booth. And they're handing out thimble sized sips of, of wine and mead. And I think that should be fine. It's not enough to do any harm. I'm not actually having a whole drink. I'm just going to have a thimble, a thimble sip. And so she had a thimble sip and I had a thimble sip. And I got probably five minutes away from this booth and I look at her and I giggled and said, I can feel my feet. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, this is probably not, this is not good. (laughs) I had a thimble of of wine. This is probably not good. (laughs) So I, I redoubled my efforts. I said, you know, we're not going to do that until I'm off this medication. But so there's a, a myriad number of reasons why someone would choose not to imbibe and it's no one's business. Don't be that person who says, Oh, well, why you you could just have one. Don't be don't be a jerk. Yeah. Don't do that. Please don't do that Just Shut up and say, okay. Yeah, because it's none of our business. Um so yeah, the Jerika is an amazing human and makes me want to mm-hmm. be better for my community, honestly. She's not only thoughtful and caring and giving and responsible. But she's, she helps me see like, not everything is, you know, the way that you think it is at first. She's my, she's a great sounding board when I'm like, am I wrong about a thing? Please, please tell me if I'm wrong about this thing. She's like, Hey, she'll either tell me flat out, Nope, you're wrong. (laughs) Or she'll let me know what her perspective is on that, that specific issue. But I can always go to her when I have anything to talk about questions and not necessarily all work. You know, we were friends for 10 years before I started working together. So that's a, a lot of really great conversations right there. So Silver Ravenwolf, Dorothy Morrison and Jay Giles.
0: Is there anything that you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask?
1: Oh, how did my tea shop start is a magical story of getting out of the security business. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So I had, as I mentioned, I worked that two high rises in Wilmington, Delaware, we were across the street from each other. And I was the head of security for all 35 floors of people. So that's that's a number of of human bodies that I am responsible for. Uh, there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of two o'clock in the morning phone calls and putting out literal fires. So it got to a point where I was I had no time left for it to be a magical person. I I was losing connection with who I was as a magical person. Uh, Uh, (laughs) side detour one of my most stressful days was not the first day of training where I got oh my still training I got a bomb threat a death threat and a suspicious package in one day Jesus that was not because we had down
0: universe (laughs) (laughs) uh,
1: there were two of the companies within that building were law firms very large prestigious law firms that you know, years later, I made friends in, with someone at, in Atlanta who works for a law company who knew the two law firms that I personally provided protection for. <laughs> like they were that big. Um, those were not my most stressful days. One of the most stressful days I had in that building was the day one of my officers came to me. I I got in at five thirty in the morning. It's awful. Don't don't do that. <laughs> now I'm I'm awake at five thirty in the morning because I haven't gone to bed yet.
0: <laughs> not the other way around. That's the life I need.
1: So it's 5.30 in the morning. I'm bleary-eyed. I'm holding one eye open as I go to my desk to relieve the overnight guard who guards my desk while I'm not there. I send him into the basement. He relieves the guy down there. He goes and watches the camera for a couple hours. So I walk in. I can't drink caffeine. I I don't like coffee. I have a very limited caffeine intake amount before I get to hives and heart palpitations. So I just got to be bleary-eyed and go with it. so. I walk in, and uh, we'll call him Carl. Uh, <laughs> uh, says, oh, hey, um, I'm, you know, things are quiet. There's nothing to report. I'm going to head downstairs. And he stops, and he turns back around. And he says, oh, by the way, um, so you're a witch, huh? Uh, excuse me? Hmm. Qua? What? What did you just say to me? And my first <laughs> thought is... <laughs> This is Delaware. Who does he talked to? I mean, Delaware. Yeah. What the, have you been digging in? Right. This is the second smallest state. So he's bound to run into somebody who knows me as Amy Blackthorn. I'm like, what's, what? Did I, what did I miss? And he says, "Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I was just doing some perusing and found out you're a witch. So he's very proud of himself. He's very self satisfied that he's because I I spent so much time compartmentalizing my life. That I don't talk about myself outside of work. Like, that's none of your business. This is work. But it bothered him so much that he did a, his, his very own background check. Found out I was a witch. And <laughs> immediately went downstairs, told the dude he was relieving. Who told the next guard who came in, who's my rover. Huh. So she came up, of course, little smirky smile. Like, oh, hey. So, uh, how you doing, Elizabeth? Like, okay, yeah, I got Elizabeth Montgomery with yeah. Bewitched, very cute. The next guy who came in at nine o'clock in the morning called me on the phone to see if I had changed the colors of the orchids behind me on the station magically with a little twitch of my nose. Like, very funny, that was changed out last week. Like, everyone's very amused. Oh, wow. Um it's the it's the big joke. Congratulations, you're you're a crap person. <laughs> So the this, this stress just got to be too much. I'm not, I'm not a witchy person anymore. I don't have any energy left for anything. There's no work-life balance. I'm just a miserable person. So I got to, I'm i out. So I train my replacement and I leave. I, I, I didn't have anything else lined up. I just needed to not be in this building anymore. <laughs> so my very first day as a joyfully unemployed person, I woke up, I'm like, okay, I have no idea what to do with my life now. <sighs> Whoa, what do I do? So I go in the kitchen, and I dig out the big cauldron. It's um, 24 inches across, cast iron jobber, weighs 30 pounds, if it weighs an end, a pound. And I dig out my van van oil that I make, and I grabbed a, a big pillar candle, and, and I'm anointing, and I'm carving, and I'm chanting, and I'm praying, and I'm doing all these things to try and get out all this baggage left over from this. Awful job! I'm gonna make room for something new and amazing and beautiful. Perfect. Okay. Well, I, I I light the lighter and I'm just about to light the wick on this pillar candle when the doorbell rings. <laughs> I laugh and I'm like, that is the fastest magic I have ever done. Then <laughs> <laughs> I go in and answer the door, and it's the mail lady. I got to sign for a package. It's no big deal. So I come back into the kitchen, and I'm struck by the smell of the lemongrass in my bandan oil. Like, that is, that smells incredible. That is a thing. And I thought, you know, if I had a tea that I could sip on while the candle burns itself down, I could do my working while the working was happening and just layer that intention and and just have that much more magical energy focused towards my outcome. And the light bulb goes on over my head and I think, well, holy crap. Um I guess I have to do that now. Because I've been brewing and blending and creating my own teas forever. I mean, I had been doing it for friends for six or seven years before that. You know, I had the experience. My favorite thing was to create teas based on my favorite candy I was craving at that point. I was trying to be a good kid, not just gorge myself with candy. My favorite was tasted like red Tootsie Pops. I'm like, why am I not doing this? So I sat down and the next thing you know, I've got 15 teas and seven years later, I have 103 (laughs) plus candles, plus ritual oils, plus the stuff that I make at home. So it's, it's so much more of a holistic approach to my magic. I can, I can just get myself what I need. And if somebody else benefits from it, great. Uh, but it's, it was really born out of that need for connection to really reconnect with my magic and who I was at that point and who I wanted to be going forward. And so it's, it's been around for in February. It'll be eight years uh, since I left that job and walked directly into my own shop. And I get a lot of people say, well, why don't you just open a brick and mortar store? I'm like, I couldn't take care of a brick and mortar store and still tour as an author or write books as an author. I couldn't do any of that stuff. I'd, I'd be changed to a storefront. So. This way I can write in the mornings and fill tea orders in the afternoons, and I can give myself the the novelty that ADHD demands without chaining myself to a desk that makes me miserable.
0: I wish society made that easier for everyone.
1: Goodness, yes. Universal basic income would solve a lot of issues. Yeah. You could take a job that actually has meaning for you rather than just the most recent thing that that pays money. Oh, God, I know. And it's really disturbing and upsetting how little um, security officers who are paid to carry a firearm make. Like, the upwards, upwards of $14 an hour to carry a firearm out where people are.
0: Who would you like to see on the
1: show? Oh, goodness. Mm -hmm. Well, Judica definitely, because she's, she's a joy to talk to, first of all. Um, but she knows so many neat things that I, you never think about. Like she, there's a class that she does on the Black Madonnas that I, I would delete from my brain and listen to it every day.
0: <laughs> I do not even know what you're talking about.
1: See? She's she's just amazing. <laughs> um, so Judica is, is always the, the top of my list. Who else? Lara tempest is a joy to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's just a joy of a human. I'm um, nervous to
0: approach her, but yeah, I would love that.
1: <laughs> well, I would absolutely make an introduction if that were
0: Do you know, desired. I have lots of connections to her because of belly dance. <laughs> yes!
1: I still have those DVDs. Yes, by the way. <laughs> I had them on VHS. VHS! I saw her do a ritual
0: on stage at Tribal Fest one year.
1: That's fantastic. The day that I connected those two dots in my brain, <laughs> you have thought, I've I just discovered cold fusion.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's goals. I'm just scared to talk to her and approach her about
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, she is. She is a, a joy to, to speak with. And I'm sure she would be and she would enjoy talking to you. So when you when you feel about your feels, then you <laughs> the offer statement Give
0: you a little tap. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, nine well, at, nine we'll out of ten. <laughs> Nine out of ten times, when someone says "I know a guy," they mean me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, now please recommend something.
1: Anything? Yep. Ooh, mm. there is. There's so much equipment that goes with burning resin incenses. Uh, I did not I never didn't stop to think about how many accoutrement they required until I was writing sacred smoke and had to write it all down. The, the tongs and the spoons and the, the windproof lighters, because the, if your charcoal is open for two minutes, it denatures and you can't light it at all. Wow. So many things. Uh, yeah, when you're if you leave your charcoal.
0: I use a torch, so it
1: starts. Yes, yes. Tor- <laughs> Get the
0: so torch. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Denatures? Um, yeah, the saltpeter is what makes it crackle and sparkle and light all the way through. So oh if you leave it away. In a... Yes, because I live in, I live where humid goes to die. So it's, yeah. you know, summers are 93 and 94% humidity. You can't breathe when you go outside. Um, so yeah, that, that can nature So torches and windproof lighters are the best. Um, huh. so if you don't have the wherewithal, if you don't want to screw with all the, the, the cultural, the, the, the sensors and the things and the tongs and the spoons and all that, there's an incense company Fred Soul is the, the name of the company. And I, I can never remember if it's one L or two. But what he does is a very sweet older man who has a shop in Arizona. Yeah, it's two L's. Hey. Fred Soul S-O-L-L.com. And Tahiris, New Mexico, not Arizona. And I was, I was so sure it was Arizona. Uh, what he does, what he created, what he designed is resin on a stick. He takes what? the, yes, he takes the the long thin pieces of bamboo that normally get rolled in maca powder and then scented. He takes the bamboo and actually dips the bamboo into melted resin and hangs them up to dry.
0: Oh, So you can
1: burn actual oh. resin without charcoal, without any of this other stuff. And because it's resin, it's real resin on a stick, it'll burn for an hour or two instead of the 15 minutes that a a dried-out punk stick will okay, give you.
0: I want that because I don't like having charcoal
1: in the house. It's gorgeous. It's amazing. They're they're a little pricey because they're, they actually use real resin. It pr- probably works out to a dollar a stick. So they have real dragon's blood and they have real frankincense oh. and myrrh. And <gasps> you can burn it without having charcoal, without needing the sand, or burning yourself having to pick up a sensor three hours later. So...
0: Or it burns. Your, well, it might set your smoke alarms off, but at least you're not inhaling charcoal fumes.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's a great company. He's. Uh, it's harder to find them in stores because he's you know a small organization, so he's he has a hard time doing big bulk orders. But there's a ton of different flavors. There's a ton of different scents, hmm. and it's just incredible. Their pinion pine is godly. <laughs> But yeah, fredsall.com. If I, I recommended nothing to anyone else ever, like that incense, when every time there's a new store that opens up where I go, I'm like, go buy this incense. They will, it's incredible. They have it on Amazon, but you can buy it directly from the yeah, producer on, yes, Um these, these sweet, amazing humans uh, in Bernalillo County, New Mexico. So yeah, it's it's great. Mystical Voyage used to sell it. I, I asked Lori, please, please please carry this stuff. I found it in Velvet and Candle in the late nineties and never looked back. There um the other incense that I really like is Essential Essences. It's white and blue label with a gold sun on it. Like those are my two incense people. The cheap one is three dollars a pack and there's the Fred Sol that's a dollar a stick, but my goodness it's worth it.
0: Cause it's I mean nine cents. Present.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And you don't need the other, the, the stuff. I'm so happy when I don't have to dig out my, my cauldron and the sand and the tom yeah. and the charcoal and, you know, 87 other things.
0: Okay. Now the last question is a story. Please tell me a story that you love to tell.
1: Oh goodness. There. <laughs> I can't even tell. I can't even think about it with a straight face. So I mentioned my the, the my first tradition and by the time i left there was 550 witches in like 50 covens in north america so there's one there's one coven in canada so it's a big tradition it was there's a lot of people a lot of moving parts and this this story has two parts it was my very first we called it clan camping the, the whole tradition we'd get together so 500 witches in the woods of Pennsylvania um, running around in robes and cords and whatnot, taking over an entire end of uh, a, a state park. So every every coven has its own section. And each member of the coven has their own camping area. Put your tent. It was primitive camping. There's like a little shower house and that's it. So there's the larger state park. But we took the whole end loop of this area. We brought, we roped it off. It's all us. There's no mom with kids wandering amongst 500 witches with athame's and you know glitter. <laughs> so it was really amusing because because we had that closed off loop. Every so often, we'd get people who would just drive through like they made a wrong turn, and so you got. Mom's station wagon with eight kids with their faces pressed up against the glass, looking <laughs> at five hundred witches with robes and skins and whatever accoutrements. Yeah, you know, looking at this, and they're like, "Oh, okay, what's happening here?" It's, every so often, they do a they do two loops. They could <laughs> saw what they really saw. <laughs> so, I had I had been a few years in a row. I'd been with this tradition for a number of years, but my very first camping event it had been the second or third one the the tradition hired a caterer to come in and feed all 500 of us you know so that way you know individual fires weren't happening and couldn't cook in your area it was a it was a fire hazard so they brought in a caterer to you know we just do buffet serving for our meals for the weekend so we're all i mean the, the traditions got robes yeah everyone's wearing black robes people are wearing their cords some people are having elevations done so they're wearing there there's some people with deer skins on there's this all things and so the caterer by the third or fourth meal that they had served us very sweet by the way they were very respectful <laughs> they finally said um so what's going on here mm-hmm. <laughs> they're trying very hard to be respectful but also like what the actual is happening here <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: So the head of the tradition says, Oh, you know, this is this is our, our group event, you know, where all of everyone who's a part of our church gets together and we camp all weekend and we get to have fellowship and we get to have, you know, we recognize people who have made accomplishments or strides in their practice. And so that's that's what we do for the whole weekend, where we have we have togetherness and we get to enjoy each other's company. And the woman says, but um, so you guys are witches, right? <laughs> <laughs> she, she says yes. Yes, we're we're all witches. And the woman, the woman says, um. So I I know you probably get this a lot. Like, do you do spells? And she says yes, yes, we do. We, we do spells. We sort of it's an enacted prayer. We're 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 making sure that we have things that we need in our life. She said, if you'd want, we can we can show you what we mean. We can. We, I'd be happy to do a spell for you. She says, well. Oh, I don't know. What kind of thing would you do? She says, well, I really appreciate you coming out here and feeding 550 people and not being completely weirded out. There's a bunch of people in black robes running around. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So uh, I would love to bless your, your business and and thank you for taking care of us. She said, I guess that could, couldn't hurt. So. um, Our, our high priestess and, couple of, they gather a few people around and she starts clapping and chanting gold and silver coins galore, all are coming to your door. And so everyone around picks up the chant and more and more people are chanting and clapping and stomping. And she brings it to a, a crescendo and lets go of that energy. And the, the fabulous woman catering our, our lunches and dinners and says, "Oh, huh? that was that was definitely something. Uh, thanks. I think. <laughs> well, wouldn't you know? She was such an amazing human. She was so respectful, and the food was great. and The price was right. That we invited her back the next year. And so I asked her, like last year, we we did a thing, and and it was a whole production. So, how did that blessing work out for you? Do you?" do you think that our spell was effective? She said, you know, since I left here last year, my business has tripled. And I really think it's thanks to you all people. And and we're like, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. But also thank you for being willing to experience something new and potentially scary and different. Um, But yeah, her, her business had tripled in, in that year. And she really thought that it was thanks. Also, you know, her, hard work but really made her feel as though something happened it made her believe in spell work it made her believe in magic and believe in who we are as witches and for someone to a not be threatened by that but b be genuinely thankful even from outside our community was was a big deal for me um I've had, I had so many people like, oh, that witch isn't real. Like, I'm real. I look in the mirror every morning. <laughs> I got bills to pay. <laughs> um, but it was really great for having her say, look, I, I really, not only do I appreciate you, but I I believe in and understand what you're talking about when you say that
0: now. I'm torn between <laughs> wanting something to do that for me and also being really hungry. <laughs> 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 You're talking about catering.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's a very viable spell, so feel free to try that uh at <laughs> to our listeners. It's a, a very easy spell. You can add a candle, you can add an incense, you can add whatever you want to it, but it's the chant works very well. It's very easy to remember.
0: Hmm. Well, thank you for coming on the show.
1: <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This has been this is the best interview I've had in a while.
0: Oh yay! <laughs> I try to just make it fun
1: and, and like and have a succeed.
0: conversation.
1: <laughs> so good. There, I've, I've done a, a lot of interviews in the last three years and the ones that work the best and the flow the best are just the conversations that people have between each other. It just so happens that we have some friends to keep us company while we have our chat.
0: So oh, good. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I guess I'll see you around the
1: Internet. That'll be fun. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Your Average Witch. You can find us all around the internet on Instagram at Your Average Witch Podcast, Twitter at Average Witch Pod, Facebook at facebook.com slash Your Average Witch Podcast, at YourAverageWitchPodcast.com, and at your favorite podcast service. Want to help the podcast grow? Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You just might hear your review read at the end of the next episode. If you'd like to recommend someone for the podcast, like to be on it yourself, or if you'd like to advertise on the podcast, send an email to youraveragewitchpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the moon changes.